Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Brittany. Maddie. Did you know it's still March? It's actually March 17th as we're recording this, St. Patrick's Day. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that it's still Women's History Month and we are going to keep celebrating all month long. So on today's episode, we are talking about another cool woman in the Valley and by extension, celebrating several women that she's highlighting for us. Brittany, who are we talking to today? We are talking to Heather Freitas, our arts line artist. She was chosen by a committee here at Valley Metro to be our spring arts line artist for um, March through September. And like you said, Maddie, her artwork is gorgeous. It depicts multiple women who have done amazing things throughout their lives to better ours in return. And arts line is another extension of our light rail. It is showing people how much public art and access to arts and culture destinations that you can get to through Valley Metro Rail. Each of our station highlights public art in different settings. So at the Encanto station, you're going to see more Native American art because it's right outside the Heard Museum. Where in Tempe, you're going to see a lot of their rich in culture from different aspects that happened along Apache Boulevard and, you know, what that row was before it was really industrialized and what it was in its history. So it's exciting to see throughout the arts line, aka Valley Metro Rail, that different communities are highlighted at each of those stations. And it's really like a welcome home to all the people who live in that area along the rail. So in addition to all these stations that have permanent artwork, we also have one at Roosevelt and Central That is a rotating showcase for artists. You already mentioned Heather is the spring arts line artist. So roughly every six months, the mural on that wall is traded out for a new display from a different artist. Yeah, Maddie, we like to call those artists on the mural our arts line spotlight artists. And like you said, they're up for about six months. And right now there are five very impactful women that have made a difference in history. And so you can see them on the Roosevelt Wall, or you can also see them throughout our system. They're included in our buses and our light rail trains. And so it's really great to see these women traveling throughout the city and the county, you know, sharing their experiences and what they've done for women now and how we can look up to them in the future. My name is Heather Freitas. I professionally have been an artist five years now, full-time, two and a half, three years, but I've been painting since I was like a child. Will you give us a short background or biography of yourself as an artist? So I always have just loved creating and painting. Sophomore year of high school, I had asked my parents if they would co-sign on a vehicle for me, and they told me they wouldn't unless I took an art class. They ended up not doing it anyways, but I took an art class and um, my teacher after the second assignment, like we had a charcoal assignment and she came around and gave everybody a white piece of paper with a black piece of charcoal. And then she like put a black piece of paper with a white piece of charcoal in front of me and told me to draw in reverse, like my second assignment ever. And I was like instantly hooked, like over the challenge and everything just like kind of snowballed from there. 
what made you want to be an arts line artist? Um, I've been primarily working with private collections the last like five years. And I just recently, the last two years, started getting into public art. And I I love having my social platforms to be able to like speak to everybody like while they're on their way, like to work, you know, like people are always on their phones or like it just hits them like in the middle of the day, like, but they choose to be on their devices. With public artwork, I just feel like it creates this impact where it just like hits people like no matter where they are in their day, like so they can be having a bad day and then just see like this piece of artwork that inspires them or makes them feel something special. And I just feel like public art is a beautiful way to touch like millions of people's lives throughout the day. And then especially with arts line, like it's traveling, you know, and it's, it's there like when people are like stressed, like they're trying to get from A to B and they're like all caught up in these different parts of their day. And I just thought it'd be a really magical way to reach people like during a time of kind of chaos. So will you talk a little bit about the artwork that you've created for our next Arts Line project and what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so definitely girl power. <laughs> um, I love seeing women succeed and excel and We've come a very long way, but like even in the art world, like there's more men that are recognized as professional artists. Like it's really weird when you see like women only calls like for like art gallery showings because it's still a thing. And for me, I just feel like women, men too, obviously, but women are like so powerful and I really want to like uplift their voices. And that's what this project is about and inspire them, like be like, you can do this too. And I mean, that goes for everybody, but just to be able to see like these really strong women who like did it first to like set the bars and are like, Hey, like I did this, you can too. I think that's really important to remind women, especially when they're like struggling or like are a single parent and like trying to like raise their kid and like chase their dreams at the same time. And to be able to have them like see like all of these like great, amazing women who've achieved such great things, I think is really empowering, especially because like, when you look at it, like I put RBG as center, like she created or she was like, she pushed forth like the Equal Opportunity Act for women. And that was only in 1978. So like, well, I might not have been born then that's really not that long ago. And in 1978, like prior to that, like, women couldn't open their own bank account, they couldn't buy their own house, like, they couldn't have financial stability, like separate from a man. So I just think it's really important to realize that like that wasn't so long ago. And like, we still do have a ways to go, but we can uplift one another. So you talked about RBG. Can you mention some of the other women that really inspired you to create these pieces? Frida Kahlo obviously is a big one for me, not just because of her work, but because like I've dealt with chronic sickness my entire life. Um, and I don't know if like a lot of people know like her whole story, but like she was so sick that there'd be times that she would like sit in bed painting, like just because she couldn't do anything else. And for one of her exhibitions, I believe it was in Paris, her doctor told her that she couldn't attend and she basically said, screw you and attended in an ambulance in the bed of the ambulance in the exhibition. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people like know that about her. But I remember learning that in art history in college. And I was like, Oh, my God, like, if this woman can do it, like I can too. She's obviously like, 
a big important factor for me. And then obviously there's Rosa Parks, Judy Garland, like just all of them, I think offer something unique because we're all unique individuals. So it offers like a wider spec, I think, to touch more people that way. So you talked a little bit about, you know, public art and how it's important to you and it's something that you want to participate in. Um, Will you talk maybe about some of the other public art projects that you've participated in? Yeah, so my first one was She Tempe, which is on Mill Avenue. Um, And that one was all women too. So I guess there's a theme going. It was all female artists. Um, And that really was like the first one that like got me like really moving in the direction being like, oh, this is so cool. Like I can like touch people on their way to work or like just out and about. Um, And then I recently just did one for Chandler, Arizona that I'm going to be releasing soon with ICANN and Vision Gallery. I worked with a student um, to bring her vision of what she would like to see in Chandler to life. So I thought that was a wonderful dynamic to take like two different perspectives, narratives and like age groups and create something that we want the community to see within Chandler. Um, obviously there's Cambria, which that was a really fun project. Um, and that was about Arizona and where it was, where it is now and where I hope it will be in the future. And then I've done one in Thornton, Colorado, and that was of my lion's breath piece, which is like a lion breathing a rainbow, which is kind of like a juxtaposition of like being fierce, but like seeing like the color and beauty and the softness within like life's turmoils. Brittany and I, neither of us are artists. Uh, So will you walk us through the process for creating this art, even, you know, down to the different materials you used and how long did it take you? Yeah. Um, so I always get asked a lot the how long does my art take me thing. And it's so hard because like I do this full time. So like right now I'm working on like seven different projects with like four or five different pieces within those projects because each of my pieces normally has around like six to 12 to 15 layers. So like I'll do one layer and then it has to dry and then I'll do another layer and it has to dry. So I'm like, simultaneously um, working on them. So it's so hard because like I can't like work on one piece like all in one sitting. But I would suppose if I was able to, like my smaller pieces would maybe take like two days where like my really big pieces would probably take like a week. That's my guesstimate. And as far as like the process and the layers go, I normally start with like a blank canvas and then I always add like newspaper and decorative papers or recycled materials. Um, I lay that down, let that dry, then I'll do like a paint splatter on it, let that dry. Um, Then I add more newspaper layers, let that dry. And then I start like painting and I normally always just do like freestyle and that can, usually I use like acrylic paint, ink, like neon pens, like neon gel pens from high school. Like everybody thinks things have to be like so set, but I mean, they hold up great if they're varnished correctly and who doesn't like neon gel pens? Um, Like I use 23 karat gold, paint pens, like just tons of stuff. And then I normally always, if it's on canvas, like embroider it as well. So of all of the pieces that you're putting together for Artsline, what do you hope that people will take away or, you know, be inspired by through these art pieces? I hope that people realize that they're capable of anything they put their mind to. And I hope that people don't 
listen to what the world tells them they can or cannot do because not a single person in this world who has exceeded has done that. And I think too often we got, we get like caught up, like listening to what people say we can't do. Or like, if we don't have people that support us, like there's not very many people in my, in fact, almost everybody in my life told me I couldn't make it as a professional artist. I mean, even when I was in art college, my professor, like I was getting a fine art degree in fine arts and my fine art professors were like, um, this is really good. You guys are doing this, but you should probably get a job in the arts and not as an artist because it's not possible. And I'm like, why am I taking fine art classes then? You know, <laughs> but I just it's it's ridiculous. But and I'm just using that as an example for myself. But I think it's relative to like so many people like I think that there's a lot of caution and there should be um, and people should do things like respectfully and like, you know, within their means and their time frames and stuff. But I really just feel like this world be like much more of a magical place if everybody did what they truly love because they're going to excel most at what they enjoy. What does it mean to you to have this artwork up for International Day of the Woman? <laughs> I just got like chills a little bit. Sorry. Um, it's like serendipitous. Is that how you say that word? Um, I think it's like perfect timing. Like I know we were discussing it and then like all of a sudden, like I didn't even know. And you're like, Hey, yeah, like this is great. It goes then. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, it's perfect. Cause that wasn't like when we initially discussed like what my plans were for the project, like I already knew I wanted to do this, but I wasn't even like thinking about international women's day. So I just, it just seems like it was like perfect and meant to be. And it really makes me extremely happy that it all like worked the way it did. And I just think it'll be that much more powerful. Is there anything you feel like you want to touch on or that you didn't get to explain or talk about or? I'm really excited about like the ceiling as well and the flower headdresses and what they represent. I designed that specifically for like a feeling like the blue that's used throughout is like the Arizona skies, but like symbolic of like the sky is the limit. So like with the ceiling and the flowers, there's the sky is the limit, but then also like I wanted it to feel kind of like the women's headdresses and what they were symbolic of and the flowers and what they're symbolic of falling down on people. So they felt like they were just like being basked in like this empowerment and the symbolism within the entire project. I am happy with how that turned out and I really honestly can't wait to see that installed as well. Maddie, this week we got an update about Hashback Fashions, one of our favorite things here happening on Valley Metro Rail. And so why don't you share the story that our customer experience coordinators experienced out on our rail system? Well, this story came to us from Dave Munley, one of our customer experience coordinators, and he writes, On February 16th, LaRonda, another one of our CECs, identified a young woman on the train who was just released from custody and wearing only a jail-provided bunny suit. In addition to having no clothing items, she was homeless and hungry. LaRonda quickly established a rapport with the young woman and learned she had just celebrated five months clean and sober, but her family had moved out of state and she was all alone with nowhere to go. LaRonda utilized Valley Metro's hatchback fashions for clothing and even purchased leggings for her. 
She also made arrangements to get the young woman a good meal and provided her with resource phone numbers for assistance. After eating and changing into her new clothes, the young woman came back to the platform at First Avenue in Jefferson, was greeted with a warm and discreet applause by LaRonda and Don, another of our CECs. She looked and felt like a million bucks in her new clothes as she proudly walked toward and boarded the arriving train that took her westbound. LaRonda later received a phone call from the woman's probation officer who thanked her for this wonderful act of kindness. LaRonda restored hope and dignity in this young woman's life, which is something that she and all of us will remember forever. Major shout out to LaRonda for totally going above and beyond to help this passenger get off to a fresh start. And if you do want to make a donation, we'll put some contact information in the show notes so you know who to get in touch with. And if you want to learn more about hatchback fashions, you could check out episode four, where we talk to Kyle and Juanita, two of our CECs, on how hatchback fashions got started. And don't forget, we're always looking for great ideas about stories and people to feature on our podcast. So if you have something, send it to podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Brittany. And I'm Madeline. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop.